Hey everybody, hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to another segment of Everything Goes. Give everybody a minute, aha, everybody got in here before I did. I don't know how that happened, I was, I had 20 minutes, and I'm a minute late. <laughs> aha, so the room's filling up, good. Anyway, today's show is going to be a little bit on the... The radical side, more so than usual. Hey, Yanni, yeah, she made it. Good. Yeah. I was late. <laughs> Can you believe that? I'm late. Hey, Hannah, how you doing? So, um, anyway, yeah, I was, uh, actually was talking to Yanni a little while ago, and um, the, about different things and different topics. Uh, actually, we were even talking about, um, um, ooh, the, uh, in regarding to talking about the Spartans and 300 and different things. And here we are today, you know, in our world of insanity, <laughs> the world of insanity. Holy cow. Where are we at? Wow. The room filled up, filling up pretty quick. All right. I want to get into a bunch of different topics. Um, fire medic. Eight and uh, Mel B. Delight um, did a video, and I'm going to play that today. And a friend of mine from Israel, another activist in Israel, sent me a, um, a video from John Paso. The message is pretty good. It's strong. It's a very strong message. Some of you may not be able to handle it. The link will be in the uh, email as well. Um, the... Um, Basically, he's going along the same lines that I have been going on in regarding to um, about the truth movement, activism, and so forth and so on. And in his assessment, you know, he's saying basically what I've said. Uh, oh, Mike. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What's his name? Mark Passio, okay, Mark Passio, okay. Sorry, stand corrected. You know, sometimes I miss out, miss some of these things. Let's see here. Yeah, Mark Passio, fear of sacrifice. And he makes this um, presentation, and this really applies to everything in life um, in regarding to whatever you want to do, actually. You want to do something in life, no matter what it is you want to do, um, you are, um, <laughs> uh, if you want to move forward in life, you're going to have to, there's, it's going to cost you. It is going to cost you. Don't think that life is a bed of roses. The only people who think that in those fashions are those people who've never, who've never, um, had any had had to endure anything hey janine hey, welcome everybody that just popped popped into the room glad you made it you know anyway i'm going to play a little bit of mark passio uh this is just to get everybody all revved up and ready to go ready to fight ready to kill maim destroy you know conquer 
bloodletting out, blood out your enemies. That's a Mediterranean thing. I, you know, <laughs> kill, kill, that kind of thing. Um, and again, <laughs> um, it's basically uh, to be in any kind of movement or, or to have any kind of movement in your life, you have to have that instinct inside you to, again, go for it. And no matter what comes, depending how bad you want it. And I'll tell you, it's one thing about life and, and, and about God's design. I call it God's design because it seems like it's it's the way it is. If you want something, I don't give a shit what it is you want. You want to get married. You want to make money. You want to buy a house. You want to go here or there. There is a price. There is always a price. And then there are tests, lots and lots and tests. The test basically boils down to, um, hey, hello from Alberta. Heather, how you doing, Heather? Uh, it all boils down to, in these tests, how, how do you really want what you're looking for? Or do you really want what you're asking for? Because that's what happens in life. You get tested. All kinds of shit will go wrong. Everything will fall apart. You will have nothing but freaking grief. And it's designed, sometimes these things are designed, it's not always a design to tell you you're going the wrong way or you made a mistake, but sometimes it's there to test to see how bad you really want it and what you will endure to get it, you know. Uh, so let me play this. I'm going to find him now. Where the hell is he? Aha. Uh -huh. I'm going to play a little bit of, of this guy. He speaks fluent Canadian. Got to give you a heads up on that. He does speak very fluent Canadian. Um, <laughs> and he does speak Canadian in this video. But, I mean, some people get mad when I speak Canadian. But sometimes, it's you know, there's a concept called righteous anger. And when you see all this shit going down, even though it's been prophesied and predicted and told by many different soothsayers and biblical truths and so forth and so on, to see this evil is overwhelming sometimes. To actually be living in these times, I don't see where they're glorious. I really don't. I've never yet understood that perspective. Oh, we're living in glorious times. No, we're living in shitty times. These are the shittiest times I've ever seen. I don't see any glory in any of it, other than the fact that Christ is going to come back and square this shit up. But it is, these are shitty, shitty times. So, but anyway, someone said, well, you're just being negative. Well, perhaps so, but maybe I'm being realistic as well. Hold on, let me get this going. What happened here? All right, here we go. Doing the things that need to be done in hardcore uncomfortable truth in this presentation and unfortunately a lot of people are not going to want to hear that uncomfortable truth especially people who believe that they are on the right side of the equation already and I say they believe that in their own mind but unfortunately they have not actually made the changes in their life in their behavior and are actually doing the things that need to be done in their daily actions. And that's most people, quite unfortunately. Otherwise, the world wouldn't be in the situation that it's in. 
It would be a vastly different place if we were really acting the right way. But most people are not. They're sitting back watching. They think life is a spectator sport. They're waiting for other people to do what needs to be done. And I got news for you. It doesn't work that way. It never has and it never will. Okay? And you could hear, I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about it. I'm not afraid to tell people that. I'll look each one of you in the eyes and tell you I have a chip on my shoulder about it. Because I've been doing this bullshit work for the last 15 years of my life with little to no result in the world. As a matter of fact, the world has gotten drastically worse from when I started. And I have a problem with that. And everybody should have a problem with that too. But the problem is not enough people are doing anything about it. They're complaining about it. They're hoping it for change, hoping it to change on its own. They're wishing it to change on its own. And they're sitting back watching other people who are doing real work and they're not getting personally involved themselves. So that's what this presentation is going to be about. People in this so-called freedom movement, and I call it the so-called freedom movement, right? I don't care if you're my friend. I don't care if you like me, right? We're way past that, right? I don't talk because I expect you to like me. I don't care whether you buy anything that I bring. I don't care whether you visit my website and give me hits. I'm not interested in that. I'm here to speak the truth. That's what I'm charged by creation to do, period, okay? So people in this movement say, quote, unquote, underline, double quotes, triple quotes, quadruple quotes, say they want freedom. But when you actually explain to them what are the requirements to attaining the state called human freedom, and there are requirements for that state of existence. When you explain the requirements to people, most of them are like, fuck that, I'm out. I'm out. Okay? Because they intuitively make the understanding and the connection and recognize that's unimaginably hard work. And it takes personal life sacrifice to meet those requirements. We're going to talk about what those sacrifices are and why people don't want to make them. So... You have to understand, saying you want freedom does not make it happen. Action makes it happen. Personal sacrifice in your life to do the right thing makes it happen. Getting up off your ass makes it happen. Not being a spectator sport and expecting Mark Passio to do it. Because guess what? I don't got it. Derek Rose doesn't got it. We don't have this. You got that? You understand that? Okay? Everybody has to have this. Everybody has to pull weight, not just a few people. That's some new age bullshit that's told to people. It only needs to be a little bit of people. No, wrong, incorrect. It needs to be the vast majority of people doing this work. Okay? So the answer is get yourself out of the chair and get yourself on a stage. That's the answer. How many people are ready for that? How many people would even know how to do that? You know? But instead, here's what's happening in our world. We're not achieving human freedom. We're not even moving close to human freedom. We're moving infinitely further away from it. This is what's really happening. And I'll be the person to tell you if no one else will. Evil is winning. Evil can win. 
You know, this fairy tale that good always wins is total nonsense. Evil can win. Evil has won in the past. Ask people who have been murdered by totalitarian systems. Find out how evil can win. Open up a history textbook and you'll find out how evil can win. Evil can win. We have to stop telling ourselves this bullshit lie that evil can't win. Evil can win and it is winning. Freedom is being destroyed on this planet and it's being turned into a complete prison. And if you don't recognize that, you don't even belong in this room. Okay? Slavery is being instituted on a worldwide scale. And you know what? I'm one of the only people that in the freedom movement generally uses this word. People are afraid of using it because they think everybody will think I'm talking about plantation ball and shackle and chain slavery. And there's other kinds of slavery. There is covert slavery. There is mental slavery. There's mental bondage. There's mind control at work that keeps people in a state of servitude. And most people don't understand how those occult mind control techniques work because they have no understanding of deep-seated occult psychology. They don't understand how that works. But your masters do. Your owners do. They understand every aspect of occult psychology and they're using it to keep all the people around us in a total state of thrall, in a trance, in a mind control trance. And it's up to us to break it, but how many people are speaking that truth plainly and simply? Some, a few, but not nearly enough. And like I said, I don't have this. I'm only one of the people doing it. The world needs to be doing this. People who say they're awake need to be doing this. Not just Mark Passio, not just Derek Rose, not just a, a pissant handful of people in the so-called truth movement. Not good enough. Not going to cut it. So why is a global, true global awakening of humanity not happening? And if you think it's happening, you're delusional. Because it isn't happening. Okay? We're at the maybe very, 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 very hair-thin beginning of that process. But if you think that's anywhere truly underway on a scale that's going to really make a difference, like I said, I think you're, you're a wild-eyed optimist in a state of delusion. And you don't understand where we're really at as a species and what's really happening and who's really in control and what they're really doing and how. Far too few human beings have become personally involved in what I call the great work of morally educating other people. And even fewer have made the personal sacrifices that are required to reverse humanity's descent into global tyranny. Not enough people are doing that. There's where the tr that's where the fr so-called freedom movement is at. That's not the average person. That's the freedom movement. They're kicking back, waiting for other people to do the work instead of doing it themselves. Okay? And like I said, I have a big chip on my shoulder about it, and I'm done sugarcoating it to people. If you're familiar at all with my work, you understand that I dive very deeply into true spirituality and human consciousness. And that doesn't look like some new age teacher teaching fairy tales, talking all nice to people because they want everybody to like them and give them money. I couldn't give a shit about any of that stuff. Okay? I'm here to tell you exactly what's really going on. And that means understanding ourselves first and foremost. The internal work has to come before the external work. And too few people in this movement understand that. 
They're all worried about the financial machinations that are going on, the political machinations that are going on. But how many of them are really delving deep into the psychic world? How many of them are delving deep into the occult world? This many, that's how many. A pissant few. They are not studying their own consciousness, and therefore they're not understanding how the sorcerers of consciousness of this world are putting people in a trance. You know, without that internal knowledge, forget about changing anything in the external sphere. Not going to happen. Because a cult, an occult priest class has that information, and they're wielding, wielding it against the population like a weapon. And the population has no idea what's going on at large. So I teach the aspects of consciousness. So this first column I'm going to build out is the aspects of consciousness. And anybody that understands my work, you'll know that this is going to be the three main aspects of consciousness, the trinity, thought, emotion, and action. Then in the second column, I'm going to build out that we have to have a personal sacrifice that we put out into the world about those three aspects of consciousness. A sacrifice in the realm of thought, a sacrifice in the realm of emotion, a, sa a sacrifice in the realm of action. If we want to achieve the, what the requirement is to make change really happen. So we have to make an attainment or move forward and make an evolution in consciousness. That's the third column that will be built out. And then I'll explain why we're not doing those things and what the failure of those aspects of consciousness are. They are the actual death of the individual. That fourth column, the failure or stagnation of evolution. And because most of the population lives there permanently in that fourth column, that is why our cult masters refer to the general population of human beings as the dead. That's what they call us. Because we haven't evolved our consciousness. So let's build these columns out one at a time. The aspect of our consciousness is thought. That's the first aspect of our consciousness. In order to build that out and move it forward in evolution, we have to sacrifice our time and attention. I show people the amount of work that I've taken in from other researchers, other teachers, other people who have attained a higher state of consciousness and have performed the act of love of putting that out into the world for others to understand. And I show people the amount of information that that really comprises. And they almost pass out. They're like, you want me to look into all of that? You want me to research all of that and take all of that knowledge into myself like you've done? They're like, you think I have that kind of time? You think I could spend that much attention on that? And I'm like, and you want the world to change. Really? Really? You think it's not going to take that kind of work and it's going to magically just change on its own because you want it to. Good luck. Reality doesn't work like that, unfortunately. That's a mindset for babies. Okay? You've got to sacrifice your time and attention to get to the level of knowledge that someone like myself is at. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You don't, people, the reason the world isn't changing is because people don't know what I know. They haven't made the sacrifice of time and attention to learn what I've learned. And again, I'm not here to be nice about it. I'm here to tell the truth about it. I have a big fucking chip on my shoulder about it anymore. Because people aren't moving forward. They're standing still. 
When you do that, then you'll have the knowledge you need, the requirement of knowledge. And the real requirement of knowledge is the knowledge of true objective morality and natural law, which is the basics, the, ver the very underlying basics of all of my work. So if you're not familiar with that, you should watch my natural law presentation and my podcast where I cover natural law. And you'll understand what all of that entails. To not do that is the failure of our thoughts. So we remain in ignorance. And most of all, we remain in ignorance of objective morality and natural law. And that's why the world can never change. Because without that knowledge, you don't understand what generates freedom or what generates slavery. It's called the law of freedom. As the aggregate population becomes more moral, they become more free. And as the aggregate population becomes more immoral because they don't know objective morality, they become more enslaved. That's what the occult masters are trying to hide from everybody. They don't want people understanding that simple equation of the law of freedom. As morality increases, freedom increases. As morality declines, freedom declines. That's the knowledge we need to have. But how many people have it? Like I said, a pissant few. Our emotions are the second aspect of consciousness. The required sacrifice is selfish concerns. How many people in the world wake up every single goddamn day and all they think about is what can I do for me, 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 me from the minute they wake up to the minute they fall asleep at night? 99% of the damn population. And you know what that's called? That's called Satanism. That's what Satanism is. I know. I know what Satanism is. I know a little bit about it because I was a priest in the religion of Satanism for about seven years. Okay? So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Satanism. That's how I learned a lot of the knowledge that I have from the dark occult. I understand how they're controlling the world because I was involved with them because they recognized my intelligence and my communicative capabilities. And they wanted to tap that, and they wanted to hone that, and they wanted to groom that and bring me up into their ranks to make me one of their eugenicists. Because they knew I had that capability and I had that darkness inside of me. And you know what? I still do. And if you don't have that darkness inside of you, face it, become comfortable with it, and own it. You don't know yourself. And we're going to talk about that later. But when we abandon our true selfish concerns and we widen our concerns for the benefit of all and the freedom of all, then we develop care. That's the attainment or evolution. That's the requirement. Care for truth. Care for freedom. Care for justice in our world. And if we don't do that, we are at the failure or stagnation of our emotions, which is total apathy. We don't give a shit. We don't give a fuck about what's going on in the world. We don't care if freedom is dying. We don't care if truth is dying. Doesn't matter. Where are most people in the world? They're firmly in that right-hand column, if we're being honest with ourselves. And then action is the final aspect of consciousness. And this is where most people lag. You know, this is where most people aren't moving forward. Because of this, we won't sacrifice personal comfort. You gotta sacrifice personal comfort to do this shit. That's why most people won't do it. I look people in the eyes, I tell them, you won't do what I do. Because you understand at an intuitive level how hard it is to do it. Most people won't stand here. They're definitely afraid of speaking in front of other people. They're, they won't own that discomfort, right? Most people won't sacrifice their time and attention. They won't sacrifice 
all the things they have to give up to do something like this. You know how many other things I could have done in my life? I joke around with people. Look, I'm a better bowler than everybody in this room and everybody you know. I, I, I bowled, the last game I bowled where I wasn't even trying, I bowled one point less than the world champion when he won in the world title tournament. And that's not practicing. If I went to the fucking bowling alley instead of making fucking presentations, I'd be the world champion. But I gave that up. I gave that life up to do this. That's personal comfort sacrifice. I don't want to be doing this. I don't enjoy doing this. I know all of this stuff already. Right? I think it should be common sense knowledge by now. But it's not, and it's falling to me to teach people some of this stuff or, or all of it. And I think that's ridiculous. I think some chunk from South Philly should not be standing on this stage teaching this. This should be common day every sense fucking knowledge. Everyday knowledge. Period. But unfortunately, that, that burden falls to me, and so I'll make the sacrifices required to do it. The problem is most other people will not. If you do that, you're, you're meeting the requirement. Right action through courage and willpower. If you're not doing that, you're not making that sacrifice of your personal comfort and your selfish concerns, you're, take, you're, you're engaged in inaction through cowardice and or laziness. So this column on the right is the great destroyers of the individual, the great destroyers of the aspects of our consciousness. Ignorance, apathy, laziness, and cowardice. <laughs> anyway, I played a good portion of this because I wanted everybody to um, <clears throat> understand a lot of us like myself and other and other speakers, I got this actually from a from another activist in Israel. You know, shy, and he and I always converse and talk. And he said, he sent us said, "Listen to this." So I said, "Okay." So I, I'm listening to it, and he sounds like me sometimes. <laughs> you know, it. Uh, you know, well, he's not pissed. He really isn't pissed. You know. He is, um, you know, uh, um, we are, we are, anybody who's active and has been doing this for some time, you know, I went to, I'll give you an example. I went to a presentation not too long ago and I went into a place and I walked into the place. I knew some faces and familiar faces. And I recognized right away when I was there, I shouldn't have been there. This was not a place I should have gone to. Excuse me. And I was ready to leave, actually, before I even did the presentation. And so the person that called me up, invited me, was coming down the road. So we were talking. And I said to her, I don't think this is a good idea. She said, no, don't worry about it. She says, go ahead, do your thing, whatever. So okay, fine. But while I was doing it, I knew that nobody in there was going to really do much. Maybe one, maybe one or two, maybe a handful of people. That was it. And and I and I did get a call from one person that actually went and got a, an ionizer. She actually paid attention, and she's actually starting to move on. So maybe that that meeting was for that one person, that one person that actually was doing something. But a lot of times, where activists get frustrated is that, like he's saying. 
what we're talking about, most of us are talking about, people that come to, the, to this live stream and other things that I do, they're already awake. And a lot of people that I'm talking to are already doing things. They're already actively doing research. They're already actively trying to tell people different things. You know, we, we've all tried to tell people not to take these effing shots, and they still took them. I just got a letter from Germany. I haven't responded yet because I, I hate responding to people that tell me they took the PCR test or they took the jab, and all of a sudden they got shit crawling around inside of them. Can, you know, can you help me? Can you get this out of me? You know, and I really hate telling people, well, this is in your DNA now, and your DNA is manufacturing this. There's nothing that I can do, nothing anybody can really do. So, you know, and, I, and that's one of the hardest things as a herbalist or somebody doing alternative healing, because I got a repertoire of different things that I do to help people find solutions for their health issues. That's the hardest thing to, to tell anybody in my, from my end, nothing can be done. That is the hardest thing to say to somebody. My whole thing has always been there's an answer to everything. There is an answer to this too. It's just that it escapes me right now what to do. The nano part of it I, I, can, I understand. It's a genetic code. That's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a bitch because I don't, I understand it and I don't. You know, and I do understand they're integrated. I do understand that they can help reboot each other. If one goes down, the other one kicks in. So that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with an inter integral, integrated program that's in the DNA that's, that's, that's replaced the genetic code. So I don't know for sure if you take it out, if it doesn't kill, um, kill them. I don't know. You know, this is still so um, relatively new. You know, when you're looking at those of us who are really awake and active in some form or fashion, majority of the time your day is spent, if not trying to you know, earn, make some money to take care of yourself, it's in research. Research or talking to people or doing whatever it is you're doing. My day has been a 19-hour day for the last probably 15 years. 14, 15, some, like I said, I've lost track of time. 19 hours, sometimes longer, sometimes longer, because sometimes I'm talking to the other side of the planet, talking to Australia, New Zealand, whatever. And so as a result, um, as a result, uh, I'm up. Somebody calls me and they need help, whatever. And, you know, and sometimes my, my, and sometimes when I'm counseling these people, uh, again, I don't even charge them. So when we're looking at some of the things that we're dealing with today, um, this is what it can require sometimes. If everybody was active the way they're supposed to be active, or should be active, or if everybody was awake just to the reality of what's going on and was acting according to that, we would be things would run a lot smoother. But as a result, like I said, because of the nature of what we're dealing with today and because there's so much confusion as well, I mean, I understand what he's, where he's coming from and I understand why he is expressing it in the way that he's expressing it. But in the same token, there are reasons why a lot of people don't get involved either or don't uh, commit. One, they're afraid. 
They don't know really up from down who's saying what. Uh, uh, different things like that. I'm going to let this thing ring because I got it shielded and I don't want to be fooling with it. Um, we are not, like I said, in a position where... Um, um, well, the work I do really isn't amazing. To be honest with you, it really isn't amazing. You know why it seems like it's amazing? Because I'm one of the few people that are actually doing the work. It's not really amazing. To be honest with you, it's it's any anybody in this room right now. There are 47 people in this room right now. Okay, 47. If everybody was doing even a portion of what I was doing, you'd be doing the same work. It's not amazing. It's that fact that people, there are not enough people doing it. So I stand out. Looks like I'm standing out because I'm, I'm, I'm out here doing what I'm doing. I assure you, if every one of you were doing the same thing, you don't have to put in a 19-hour day. But if every one of you were doing the same thing, I assure you, you would all be just as amazing. And I assure you that more would be reached. More people would be reached. Imagine, okay, on my Podbean, it gives me a stat. And the stat is stating that I've got X amount of people from, I, I think, about 120 countries right now listening to these shows, downloading the shows. That's the stats I get. Now, on my website, I've got about 194 countries. I've got, I'm just about in every country in the world on my, with my website. Every country. So, okay, but that's just one guy. Imagine 48 people doing something similar to what I'm doing right now. It's, it's, again, I'm not, it's not really amazing what I'm doing. It's, it's the fact that I'm doing it. Everybody was doing just a little bit, just a little. It doesn't have to take much. It, it's, like, um, it's like if everybody was pulling, trying to pull up a car, and you got one person... Um, one person person pulling that car doing all the work they'd have to be pretty strong but if you got 10 people pulling on that chain or that rope to pull that car the workload becomes a lot easier it's not as heavy and it doesn't it's not stressful so again it's not that it's amazing it's the fact that it's being done and everyone's recognizing that it's being done but you know what everybody can do it everybody can do it you may not be as knowledgeable in, in maybe what I do, but everybody in this room, everybody in this room has been beat up in life, pretty much, or you wouldn't be here. Everybody in this room has gone through some shit in their lives that has had, that had a life-changing effect on them, and everyone has different experiences in their lives that you have no idea how many people out there right now have gone through the same kind of thing you've gone through, but are completely lost. Don't have a clue. Don't have any idea. Their very lives have been shattered. And you all have not only survived it, but have evolved as a result of it. And as a result, you can now be a pivot point to somebody who has been through the fire and doesn't know how to quench the flame. All of us here, pretty much, you know, I mean, I'm here, and I always say all the time, 
Okay, I'm here because I got saved by Jesus. And I always say in the end, any crowns that I have acquired in this, in this realm or in this existence will be laid at his feet because it's because of him I can do what I do. And that's the bottom line. So what's really amazing here, what's really, really amazing here is that God is using a guy like me. I always say, I don't know if any of you heard the story about Balaam's ass. I have a ver I have I tell a version of Balaam's ass. It's a biblical guy back in the Old Testament. Balaam was a prophet. I'll, I'll tell you the little the little bit about it here. Balaam was a prophet that worked for a, worked for the king. Anytime the king needed something done, he would call the prophet. The prophet prophesize, or he would curse whoever was coming after them, and the king paid him handsomely. So the people of Israel were coming through the through the area, and this king had heard that every place these Israelites have gone. They have destroyed, wiped out whoever was in their path. So he calls Balaam. Hey, Balaam, I need, I need you to do something for me, buddy. He says, what? He says, I want you to go curse those people. Here's some gold. He gave him two chests of gold. He got on his ass, and he started riding to the cliff just so he could curse these people as they were coming through. So as he's going, his ass takes him off the road. Gets him back on the road. And the ass goes the other side of the road, jumps off to the other side. So Balaam gets off his ass and slaps his ass. Bang. Now his ass starts talking to him. Now this is what got me. His ass is talking to him. He says, why did you hit me? So Balaam now, now Balaam is responding to his ass. He says, because you took me off the road. Yeah, I said, well, you see that? There's an angel in front of you ready to take your effing head off. Now, again, I paraphrase that part, add a little Canadian to it. But you'll get the point. He said, that angel was going to take your head off. So I took you off the road. He looked up, saw this angel. He says, if that ass of yours didn't take you off the road, I'd have taken your head off. So I always equate that story to myself, that God is using an ass like me to get you guys to see him. That's how I look at it. So, and again, trying to keep you from getting your head cleaved off by the globalists and everything else that's out there. And if you're, if you're been through any kind of shit in this life and you come through it, you're a lot stronger as a result of it. And like I said, you could be a benefactor to somebody who uh, may be going through it. Like I said, everybody has different gifts. Not everybody is as gifted to be a healer in, in, the, in the fashion that I am, but you can be gifted as being a healer in other ways. Or you may be gifted in a talent or a, a uh, skill. You know what I mean? So like I said, it's all about you know what you do or what you got. Bible says you don't do nothing with it. What you got will be taken from you given to somebody who will do something with it. In other words, if you... If you don't use it, you'll lose it. So again, he's talking about, what he was talking about is this complacency. And this is going on in everything, everything. I was talking to Yanni earlier today. We're, again, talking about faith and Christianity and some of the things and some of the things I've noticed. And this is the, this is the biggest thing that I have noticed about Christianity how it has been compromised, invaded. You've got Illuminati in there. You've got Freemasonry in there. You've got Zionism in there. 
and every and you got uh, a Jesuitism in there. It's all it's all fucked up, all fucked up. Okay, and people are following these doctrines and these bullshit teachings, paying evangelists on TV big bucks. These guys make millions, millions, and not one dime of that money goes toward propagating the gospel. It all goes toward guns, arms, and drugs. That's where it goes, and prostitution, and drug trafficking, and, and child trafficking. That's where that money goes. Everyone thinks they're donating to God. They're giving God their, of, their, of, their, of their tithe and offerings. But that tithe and offering isn't even going to God's work. It's going to the devil's work. The shit we're in today is all because of, of, uh, of manipulation, you know, and cult-like mind games. Um, okay. Tony, when you have time, I have a question. I found box borax as uh, borate dexahydrate holds 10, uh, 10 water molecules. Yeah, and, bo and borate, tetra yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Use either one. They're the same. It's just the water molecules are a little different. That's all. But it's the same thing. So again, when we're looking at the when we're looking at the thing that's going on, if everybody gave their offering and tithes or their money or whatever, whatever they wanted to get to real people that were really doing the real work, a lot more would get done. A lot more would get done, you know, uh, because then the money would be going to something. I don't believe in giving anything to any church or, or TV evangelical. I'd rather give it to somebody on the street. If I see somebody hungry, I'll go buy, buy them a meal. I'd rather do that, you know, because once you start giving your money away to these institutions, only one penny of that dollar goes stays goes to the to wherever it's going. We just saw a couple of weeks ago when I did a show on the Mormons and how much money, how many billions they're making, just to keep their institution and their organization rich and wealthy, so they can buy lands and property to further pro, uh, propagate uh, any kind of of uh, profit. Now you think about this for one minute. Is the money you're giving to these institutions, these TV evangelicals, and all these other fucking uh, goofballs that come out here and talk their shit, is it really doing anything? You know, are you just following somebody because they had this new age look, this MK Ultra program running, and you give them the, give them your money, and then all of a sudden that money is not going to anything other than to further perpetrate and propagate the end of mankind. See, that's, these are things that we need to really, because again, some people give money because they feel that this is a way of appeasing their, um, appeasing their um, fact that they're not physically doing something, so they're contributing, which is also always welcome, for sure. But the real contribution is when you give of yourself other than your money. Money is good, but yourself is better. So like I said, you know, I got, okay, even in, okay, up here, I got uh, under the everything goes, the, the about, I got four people that are all doing something. These people are actually working at doing something, okay? They're all teaching you something. They're all sharing something with you or all, they're all doing the service for you, okay? And they're all struggling because nobody's really giving them the time of day they should be getting through consultation. Fire medic himself, fire medic eight, just in the last what four weeks 
has shown so much data there, life not life-changing, but life-saving data there that it's worth its weight in gold, literally. Literally. Yanni's always doing uh, orientations and presentations to show you and explain to you different things about electricity and, and coils and all kinds of stuff. You know, you got uh, Fiona's doing her thing. Um, Cherie, she's, again, now in the Midwest. She's another one doing alternative health and is, and is advanced in this as well. Again, these people shouldn't be struggling on any level. They are actually doing the real work. So again, this is why I'm, I'm pointing out, I'm pointing them out, not to point them out, but I'm just giving, using them as an example. They are doing the real work that's doing a life-saving impact on everybody that actually watches those, those videos that anyone's doing. They're actually giving you stuff that can be life-saving, you know. Um, so again, when we're hearing some of the things that this guy is saying, we haven't won a damn thing in this, in this truth movement. Not one battle have we won. Not one. And as he said, he's been doing, he started 15 years ago. So I think it's about the time a lot of us got started. And he's correct. The world has gotten worse. Nothing has changed. Nothing is changing for the better because we don't have the people that are involved. I'll give you another example. I'll give you another example. Back in the 60s and 70s, when unions were formed, at the time, the laborers in Chrysler, Ford, and GM were working long hours, 12 and 15 hour days, and shitty pay. You know, dollar an hour, 50 cents an hour, whatever they were paying them. And what wound up happening is they formed and organized a union, and they all, all, all of them, GM, Ford, Chrysler, American Motors, Toyota, all of them became unionized, and all of them fought for better wages, shorter hours, benefits, retirement, that which they fought for every at every contract. And they all, all of them, formed that union to fight. Today, they have the benefits they have today because of what these guys did back in the 60s and 70s. Okay? Today, the laborers that they have today are nothing but a bunch of limp willies. Just hanging around, flopping in the wind. They have no backbone. They have no. They don't have the capacity to get erected because they don't have any testosterone. And if the company says, "Well, we're going to leave and go to Mexico," they say, "You know, they oh, don't leave. We'll give you what you want." Oh, and they're giving back everything. They're giving back everything back to the to the um, corporations. And in Canada, Canada is a very apathetic country. They don't really. They don't really support each other. It's all about them. They got to go to Costco and get that effing sale that they got at Costco. They got to go here. They will buy shit they don't need anyway. They spend money on shit they don't need. And instead of boycotting the, th the companies that are effing with them, like if Costco decides to force them to wear a mask again, instead of, instead of saying, fuck you, They'll go. They'll go. They'll wear the mask. Oh, okay. I got. I got. I got to go to Costco. I just got to go to Costco. Costco's my store. I gotta go. Meanwhile, Superstore was not enforcing it that hard. If you had an exemption, where you went, even Metro was was allowing it. 
Yet, everyone is still going to Costco. That made absolutely no sense to me. Why would you support such, such a stupid company? So, again, this is my point. This is my point. We are dealing with an evil, and instead of fighting the evil and boycotting, you don't have to go to any store under these conditions. You could order anything you want online, pretty much. You could even order from those stores, and they'll bring it to the door. But my point is, if they are going to compromise your rights and civil liberties, or privileges, I should say, your privileges and your civil liberties, then why in the fuck would you support them? You shouldn't. No, I'm referring to Mark Passo, the, the guy that I was just, I was just uh, playing there. Or maybe you're talking to somebody else. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're talking to somebody else. Sorry. I meant this, this thing wasn't moving. Um, so, again, this is something that, again, you know, even when you want to do something for yourself, even when you're doing something for yourself, yeah, this thing wasn't moving, so I just got that little bit of it. So, what the heck? Okay, I, she mentioned Mark and thought she was talking about the video. Um you got sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and you got to do it nobody's going to do it for you uh, okay nobody's going to do it for you let me and let me put something place something else in front of you as well i don't know if any of you read the book atlas shrugged i talked about this before where you had a community of a uh, futuristic community where politicians and athletes got all the money and the laborers, like the scientists, the engineers, didn't get hardly anything. And they had to work long hours, and they had to keep the city running and moving. And one by one, the, the active players who kept the city running and moving decided to leave. They had had enough of the abuse, and one by one they left, and the ones that stayed behind had to get, do double the work. Eventually, it got to a point where they couldn't work anymore, and they all left. And what wound up happening was the page crashed. Sorry, not the page. The city crashed and because the athletes and the government did not know how to run the city. Now, if you're listening to activists, sooner or later they may start to disappear. Not because they've been taken out, but because they have had enough of fighting for people that are apathetic, don't give a shit, don't give a fuck, and they will say, you know what? It was a waste of time. And they're now going to pursue their lives, get off grid, do whatever they got to do to take care of themselves. That will come. Eventually, that will come. That will happen. So this is why I always encourage everybody, while my stuff is on the Internet right now, uh, YouTube is taking my shit down one at a time or slowly but surely. You know, um, you know, so uh, when you're dealing with when you're dealing with this information, get it while you can, because the only other way you'll be able to get it afterwards is if you are going to pay for it. Because I'll sell it to you at that point, because I can't get it to you any other way, and it's going to be a cost to get this information out. So. Again, anything out there on the internet that you think you're going to need for survival or thriving or whatever for health, start downloading it because eventually they will take that down. Uh, 
So anyway, um, yeah, we're uh, telling you, Tony, do you get much into crypto and how that's all going to be implemented with, with the body? I have no idea. I, I had crypto and I got tired of it because I realized it was just manipulating people to put money in so they could, I knew they were going to crash it. I had a feeling they were going to crash the crypto and they did. Now they're talking about bringing it back, but I think this when they do bring it back, I believe the government will be controlling it. It won't be it won't be left in the hands of individuals. The individuals were just there to see if they could get people to buy into play money. Basically. So no, I, I'm not into crypto. I would I personally I I more rather I'm into uh silver more. I'd rather be buying silver, you know. Um um So, like I said, you know, we're, we're, um, let me tell you something about money. Okay. Let me tell you something about money. I was watching a show called Sisyphus. It was a Korean sci-fi and they, and they were talking, it was about a futuristic event where people in the future had gone through a nuclear war and, uh, uh South Korea had been taken out and, what happened was throughout the scenario, watching the movie, the guy says, okay, there's a war is going to start tomorrow and money is not going to be worth anything. He says, you won't be able to even wipe your ass with it more or less. So the real money, the real money you want to have on hand and in abundance is the means to make food. The means to make food. Okay. The means to make food. Because I'm going to tell you something. Whether it's a digital currency or it isn't. Whether it's silver or gold. Silver and gold will have absolutely no value in a digital currency. None. Zero. You're not going to be able to spend it in a digital system. That's why they're bringing in a digital system. To eliminate all forms of cash so they can control that. Where gold and silver will come in handy is when you're into bartering and trading because in that environment, it's going to have value. But the real value you want to have is food. If you know how to can preserve food and you got stockpiles of, stockpiles of it set aside, that will be worth more than any gold or, or silver. If you have an aquaponic system where you're raising fish and and uh, breed, not breeding fish, but allowing the fish to breed so they can make a thousand fish, that will be worth more than gold. If you got chickens and hens and a cock that will pregnate your, your hens, those eggs will be worth more than gold. Okay, that's how you better look at it. People got the, if the Bible is telling you that you're going to work a day's wage for, for a loaf of bread, a day's wage for a loaf of bread, that means the digital, the digital currencies have broken man, men and women down to that all they can afford to eat is bread. Okay. Um, that's what that's telling you. Now, if you have if you have an aquaponic system and you can sell fish, fresh fish, cooked fish, baked fish, whatever kind of fish, right? 
And even though they have a digital system, they may be able to get you what you need in supplies. You need a motor, you need a bazooka, you need a tank. <laughs> you can barter. See, that's how that works. So these are the things you have to start thinking in, in terms of reality. If you've got money now where you can put, start uh, getting things up and running, uh, yeah, there you go. You know what? The That was where in Pennsylvania? I would have them underground or I'd have them in a situation where nobody could hear or see them. F them. F them. I have that because you can see what's you see the handwriting on the wall. They do not want you to be self-sufficient. They want you to be dependent on this matrix. This matrix is shot to shit. All of it. You know, all of it. So, um, seeds will be gold. Exactly. I need to buy more seeds. I got a, I got a bunch of them now, but I need to buy more seeds for sure. The, um, Trying to find stuff that's clean, and I didn't even trying to find seeds right now it might be difficult. I might have to look at in the U.S. Uh, in the warmer states to buy them, you know. But yeah, food is going to be go. Tony can't find anything on how to make sodium selenite. Did you upload something about? Uh, I did. Well, basically, you take the sodium selenite and you turn it into a liposome. I forgot to post the stupid thing. Sorry. Um, I will try to get that up in the next show, which will be tomorrow, on tomorrow's podcast. So, um, not me. No, no. I, my phone ain't tapping shit. My phone is shielded. I put I put four layers of that aluminum around it, and I'm good. You know, I am good. It can ding, ring, and it's five feet away from me, and it's grounded. So, it can ring a ding all at once. Nothing's going to happen, you know. No, my, my, my ass is safe. <laughs> That phone can go F itself. <laughs> so I believe your predictions uh, on the water. Okay. So um, that's how we got to start thinking. And we got to start thinking in terms of, okay, I was talking to uh, Phenomenal. And she was telling me about a group going on and how to make pockets. And I think this is a good idea that everyone start, you know, try to find people in your area and create a pocket group or create a pocket group like in Zoom or Skype if you if you trust Skype. I trust Zoom more than Skype, but they're both they're both probably hacked. Where you have a pocket of people that you can get together and discuss different things, come up with different ideas so that you can get through the tough time. I'm a firm believer, I'm not a believer in the rapture. I don't buy into that. You know, if it, if there is a rapture, that'd be great. Save us all a lot of headache. <laughs> but you know, as life as life has shown me in my life anyway, life's nothing but a pile of shit that you got to go through in order to grow. And I didn't see Noah get raptured when God flooded the planet, destroyed the planet. You know, after, and then there was a new reset starting with Noah. So my thinking is really this. If the rapture does come, great and wonderful, then we've done all this work for nothing or we left it behind for somebody else, that's fine. But if the rapture doesn't come and you and you got caught with your knickers down, you're fucked, period. You know, uh, see you later, Juliet. Thanks for popping in. So my thinking on that is just get ready. So if you guys, if everyone can form 
pocket groups and stay connected to other pocket groups, which you'd create, would create a network, that would be like a, um, oh, what's it called? Where every, uh, a bunch of people get together and not only brainstorm, um, but it's like everyone's like a, a different uh, database and everyone can pull from each other's information if need be. Uh, hey, tell you what's preservative that works when you combine distilled water and oil? Well, find one that has any oxygen properties to both. Rosemary and sage essential oil will, will work on the fat. And water, basically, well, if it's if you're emulsifying it, that should be more than enough, you know, because um, you're creating an emulsification there. So again, the rosemary and sage should be should be good. Um, yeah, I think that'd be good. Or, or you can add BHT to it either as well. So that should work. Um, so again, this is something I'm throwing out there as well. Okay, now I'm going to show you what happens when two people collaborate and discuss certain things. Um, the um, uh, to give you some insight. Okay, stars of the show are in the room. So anyway, you give them a hand or whatever. I'm going to play this. Uh, see if I can find it now. No, what happened here? Nope. Nope. Okay, give me a second. I gotta find it. Uh huh. Well, no, I'm gonna play this first. For those people, then I'm gonna play the other one. For those people who are hung up on this whole vegan horse shit, I found something. Uh, oh, yeah, I think this is it. I found something that I thought was pretty apropos. Okay, apropos. And I'm going to play this because I, I actually liked it. I really did. Um, <laughs> this was so cool. All right, hold on. Here we go. Again, this is for those vegans. We're here protesting the existence of a state-sponsored police force that protects industrialized animal farming and the mass murder of millions of animals every year. You ever plow field somewhere? To plant the quinoa or sorghum or whatever the hell it is you eat, you kill everything on the ground and under it. You kill every snake, every frog, every mouse, mole, bull, worm, quail. You kill them all. So I guess the only real question is, how cute does an animal have to be before you care if it dies to feed you? <laughs> I know. There's a part of me that actually like that a lot. <laughs> I always used to make a reference to plants. People think that plants are just plants and they, they're not sentient. They are sentient, you know. So when you're talking about, you know, being a vegan, I got to cut down all these freaking trees that keep me alive, producing oxygen just so I can grow some effing soy. So you can have your little tofu. That's genetically engineered with nanotechnology and pesticides and estrogens. Really? You know. Yeah, that's it. That was that's right. That was that was uh John Dutton. 
it was a scene that somebody sent it to me. I don't know who sent it to me, and I listened to it. I I really liked it. <laughs> I really liked it. All right, now I'm going to play the star attraction here. Got two of the superstars in the sh in the chat room, so we're going to you know give them a hand or whatever. I'm going to play this. Okay, so you t uh, stay tuned. Hold on. Here we go. Somewhere. Here it is. All right, hey everybody. I got Mel back with me again. In today's topic, we're going to be talking about all the disgusting things that we can find outside, uh, specifically our trees, our leaves, the different presentations that we can see in our woodland. And it looks like they're diseased beyond belief. And some presentations that we see mimic things like, well, measles, mumps, rubella, tumors, and the like. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. And let's go ahead and let's get into it, Mel. All righty. So uh, Eric showed me some interesting photos he's taken in his neck of the woods. And in my neck of the woods, we're seeing some of the same. Now we know that, you know, nature in general, whether we're human or phytoplankton or flora or fauna, I mean, we are all subjected to everything in the environment and how that is impacting us that can't speak. I mean, the plants are speaking to us in how they grow, how they're retarded in their growth, and definitely in what we're seeing on their trunks and in their leaves. And I mean, around my area, there's been many that uh, have warts. Now, of course, I'm sure we could all go on Wikipedia or in like places, and there's always an answer for everything as to what causes this. Well, those of us who uh, see things through a different lens likely know better, but they're happy. They're fine to tell that story if that's what they choose. So um, in my neck of the woods, one thing I noticed months ago was, and I don't even know where I came to do this. I think it actually had something to do with finding that when I scraped my window, which has a milky appearance on it all the time after the rain, also not normal, it's magnetic. Hands down, it's magnetic. Why would that be? And I love to hear some, some of the things some people say about that. Oh, well, you know, it's from the emissions in cars. I'm thinking, really? You know, you could be up in an apartment building on the 16th floor, and sure, there's smog and emissions from uh, factories and stuff swirling in the air but this is directly from the rain coming down and in its concentration this stuff is magnetic when you scrape it off your windows so with that in mind i also thought hmm i wonder what the soil content's like i wonder if it does that so since it's early in this video we're going to go for a little walk outside from my house here and i'm going to take a sample of the soil this is a magic trick. You can all do this at home, everywhere that is subject to this stuff. And, you know, do this magic trick with your friends, family, little Christmas uh, spoof, if you will. <laughs> because you'll be able to go out, spoon up some of that dirt, and miraculously, guess what? It will be so magnetic, it'll make your eyes pop out of your head. And why would that be? So let's go for a little walk. So everyone can see this is just a random area, backyard, lots of dead leaves. And I'm just going to find an area here, just from dirt on the ground. And we're going to pick some up here. Okay, so we just got a random sample of dirt off the ground. 
and I'm going to take this now back inside and lay it on a piece of paper. All right, y'all, so I'm gonna put this dirt on a piece of paper and smooth this out. And so when you do this too, you wanna let it dry. All this clumping and stuff, it's just from the moisture outside. So wait for this to dry out. It might take about, you know, 10 minutes, but I promise it'll be worth it. I've tested this in different areas of the city. I've tested it in my parents' house a couple hours away. I've had friends test it in other states, provinces, and same results. So I know the same will happen for all of you as well. Now this is a birch tree. Doesn't like it look like any kind of birch tree I've seen. Yeah, no doubt. Look at that. I mean, we know that the birch species in general is is uh, heavily endangered. Um, I'm sure anyone watching, if you're familiar, if you walk in nature, I mean, all the birch just look very diseased. Mm -hmm. All the pine trees have these. Uh, only thing I call them is tumors. I don't know what the exact terminology is for them, but they're infested with these knots like this. These nodules, yeah. It's like epithelialized skin tissue, but on that tree. Like it's so keratinized, the tissue is so, um, like if we think about humans, you know, in their elder years, their skin doesn't function properly. I mean, there's a breakdown in the metabolism process and it's heavily keratinized. So they'll have seborrheic keratosis, um, sun damage, all these things, but the scaly bits that they have uh, are basically due to a breakdown in the stratum, stratum corneum layer, uh, which, you know, has a heavily keratinized cellular presence. And these trees, you know, while they're, they've been around for sure, it's almost as if they're experiencing the same breakdown um, as a result to expo of exposure, much like human beings uh, experience it as a result of exposure uh, near the later stages in life. What is happening here? It's like a rosebush tree. What is that? Yeah, I mean, if, if you didn't know any better, like a young kid goes out in the woods and they're looking and they would think that this is some kind of weird cactus tree. <laughs> For sure. But that's a birch. You, that's a birch? Yeah, well, this is the beginning stage of whatever that disease <gasps> was. Uh, the, the last uh, picture or video I showed you, I, I would guess is full manifestation. And this is, you know, this is one phase of this metamorphosis that these trees are going through. So I'm curious, um, did you feel what those spikes are like? Like, are they hard, like a, like a harder spike or do they, uh, do they kind of like break off and crumble or? Well, they're easily chopped off. There's a birch right there. And uh -huh. obviously you see this is, and I guess you would say the very beginning stages of it. Yeah. Wow. And there is a somewhat healthy birch right there. Okay. I couldn't see any noticeable disease on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but right here, yeah, the beginning, definitely, yeah, huh? It'd almost be interesting to take a cross section of that tree, or finding one like it that's died, I guess, where you could take a cross section and see how um, the base of the tree itself has morphed and pushed out into those nodules or spikes or whatever. That is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that. Wow. And then over here to the right, it's like, yeah. I guess that's in, that's in stage disease right there. Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, let's take it back to the human form. 
any of you who, I mean, we've all, we've all had people in our life who've died of cancer. If anyone's known someone with metastatic disease or METS, if you've heard of it, um, these are large calcified nodules uh, that usually get spread through the lymphatic system from one area of the body to the other um, from a primary cancer location uh, carried to a secondary through the through the lymphatic system is called a metastatic disease, meaning it's the primary cancer moved to a second location. And usually from there, it can, it can morph and go elsewhere as well. And when it's um, an end stage, it's throughout the body. And it does, it's nodules uh, that are filling the space of where healthy tissue and cells should be that um, I would say mimic very similar to what you're showing me in that end stage tree disease as well. What's that? Yeah, this is the base of the tree. Yeah, yeah. Tons of these trees um, have this uh, tumor like presentation at the trunk. Hmm. Or it's, it's like it's has shunted something like it's or some type of anti nutrient uh, aluminum um, up or, from the ground or other elements of, of that sort where it's just storing it kind of like a human would. Um, typically, most of our adipose tissue or fat, fat tissue is storing mm -hmm. some type of toxin. And that's what I feel yeah. like. That's why, you know, they're having these little like pot belly presentations all over the place. You know, they're just storing toxins. Like it's trying to isolate it. Once it comes up into the trunk, it doesn't want it to go any higher. Yeah. Like a hematoma or something. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. And, and this is what is the scariest part is that so many people do not recognize right here. They don't go through the woods and they don't see that it's literally dead everywhere. And, and you could pick any part of the United States or anywhere you go, you can walk through the woods. 50% of the trees are laying on the ground and, the, and then you got another 25% that is falling. And then you got the other 25% that is hanging on for dear life. It's awful. So sad. And we all know this is what this is a result of, you know, global warming or the electromagnetic threats all around us, radiation, chemtrail fallout. I mean, we know what this is a result of. I mean, it's called cause and effect, people. <laughs> and I know we're all on our phones a lot. We're all researching, most of us watching this, um, and probably more in tune with nature than most. But there are, it's really sad how little there are of us who pay attention to the sky, pay att attention to the landscape around us, to what's happening to our beautiful uh, environment and to the trees, and really what the true causes for these issues. Here's another knot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that would probably be something really familiar to a lot of people. I, I know even seeing that, that little kind of like elbow, you know, rheumatoid arthritis nodule looking type thing. But again, like rheumatoid arthritis, that is um, an older age ailment, calcification of the tissue. Of some type of stored toxin. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day. Okay. Okay. This one creeps. <laughs> right out the wow. first time the first time that i saw this one i mean what's one of the things that's most reminiscent um from the recent past in my mind is 
good old scary Vetna from Stranger Things 3. He's hooked up by tentacles hanging and, uh, you know, having an impact on the psyche consciousness of people on the other side. And, or, or the most insane looking spider centipede you've ever seen. Either way, what comes to mind is something sinister, something dark, something creepy. That's I don't know if I can come up with another word for it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's truly insane right there. And look how symmetric it is. But really, at its base, it looks like a centipede. Like it's the long body, the really tiny legs, and then from there, it spreads out into like into the sun, right? And, and not—I don't want to use the word sun, but into this. Yeah, I don't know, creepy-looking alien manifestation, or like the the, the merger between uh, reality and this digital reality, yeah. frequency patterns, and the takeover of this tree. I'd really love to know what wikipedia is trying to uh teach us <laughs> about this what they what they'd like to call this i'd really love to know what they think the cause is <laughs> okay I'm, I'm gonna call it from there look you guys can finish watching this uh but this is just to give you an idea right in your own backyard you can show people uh, different things going on with the trees. You can take a, a soil sample, let it dry out, put it on a piece of paper, put a magnet underneath there and run your magnet. I didn't get to that part. I thought we got to that sooner, but we didn't. And uh, Mel was seeing a huge uh, uh, genetically mutated centipede that had been it looked like it had been uh microwaved into the tree or uh or branded into the tree kind of thing um the point here uh well that was dinner you just were afraid that you might actually have to eat that one day i get it you know that would scare anybody <laughs> they, after all they do want to feed you bugs imagine that you know uh but you have to understand, when you look at this video, when you look at this video, you have to realize something here about the food supply. When I say there is no organic, there is no organic. When she's able to dig a soil sample and show you that it's got nanoparticulates or magnetic involved in the soil, where do you think that's going in, in the food chain? And if you're seeing trees, trees which actually filter out pollutants and toxins are mutating. The birch tree they're showing you is a direct result of nano, nano absorption by the bark. That's how they got the idea of more gallons way back 14, 13, 14 years ago. Because they were seeing in soil samples these fibrous things growing from the ground. And they weren't connecting the fact that this was this was not just something. They were looking at the result rather than the cause. So the cause of a lot of these things that you're seeing out there is a direct result of poison and, and toxic buildup that these trees can no longer able to filter through. And if the trees start to die, so do we. They give us the oxygen that we need to breathe. So they're showing you something that has uh, bigger implications than just something walking into the woods 
or having a backyard of trees that are just dying or the soil is that's actually uh, able to be magnetically inclined. The only thing I'm going to suggest to you guys, the next time you go out there to do anything, do not touch anything from a tree or the soil. Wear gloves. Because I had another guy in Hawaii, a doctor of all things, went out there and grabbed a sample off of a tree because he saw this mutation on it. And what wound up happening, he touched it and the nano hopped. And now he's fighting with nano poison. So, you know, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, she, uh, Mel used a spoon. But if, if you guys are going to touch any of that shit out in the trees, and this is a word of warning for everybody, wear gloves. Do not make direct contact with the extremities from, as, that you're seeing shoot off of the trees or the plants or whatever you're looking at. Even if, you even if you start seeing insects that have warped mutations because their chromosomes have been fucked with with all this crap, do not touch them with your hand. You don't know what they can secrete. You don't know if the nano will now look at your protein and say, oh, brand new protein. Let's hop. Oh, there's some carbon over here. Let's hop. Years ago, there was a research studying that the bacteria that's normally in the ground on the earth has now able to go airborne because we've got so many so much nano particulate in the air that it can now hop and go into the air and when you start looking at what they're showing you here with the different trees they're okay they were talking about birch and pine permit but you're going to see this with the oak and you may see huge mushrooms growing out of an oak tree. That's your uh, that's your reishi mushroom. The reason why that mushroom is there is because it's trying to give the tree oxygen. These plants also need oxygen as well. They convert carbon to oxygen, but they also need it as well. And when you see a fungus growing on the tree, it's now feeding off the sugar or off the carbon of that tree. What breaks down a tree in nature or in the ground, and I shouldn't say in nature, in creation, is fungus. Fungus will break down that hard carbon material. If you want the elements of a tree, you want the properties of a tree, and you see a mushroom growing out of that tree, you don't have to take off the tree. You just take the mushroom, clean it, and, and extract it. You'll have the same properties that's in the tree. Um, usually on a birch tree, they grow two types of mushrooms. They're medicinal. They grow, um, they grow either a birch polypur, which acts as an analgesic for pain. Uh, it's a painkiller. Uh, hey, you made it. Phenomenal, made it. Yay. Um, or they produce a chaga, which looks like a big black mass of shit stuck to the tree. You don't cut it all off. You just cut a portion of that off. You, you clean it and you filter it and then, or clean it up and then use it as an extract or as a tea. Uh, or you make something that you can continue to extract for months on end. That's good for cancer. The birch tree, of all the trees in, in North America, is one of the most uh, highest antiseptic tree in the woods. It has even a higher rate of, of um, being an antibacterial than a hospital setting pumping peroxide through the air. One of the healthiest trees out there. And when you see the mutations on this tree, it's unbelievable what, what is going on. So can I use zinc oxide with hydrochloric uh, acid or hydrochloric acid to make zinc chloride? 
Yeah, that's that's how you make it. That's how you make it. You could get, you could get either uh, muriatic acid at the hardware store, which is also HCl, and you mix them together. And again, stand back away from it because it does release a chlorine gas. Um, and away you go. I found something out yesterday to try it before I talk about it. Like I got to buy some batteries at a dollar store because, man, I couldn't believe the battery. These batteries have all kinds of health properties to them. They got manganese in them. They got zinc. They got carbon. Ho, ho, ho. I'm going to have to start to play again. Um, um, okay. Well, 24% should work. Uh you cannot, yeah, you know what? Ralph told me the same thing. He went and got a 10% and he tried to make the um, zinc chloride and it didn't break it down. I was really surprised. He, I figured even at 10%, it should have broke it down, but apparently it didn't unless he got some weak hydrochloric acid. I don't know. But anyway, because I told him here, and when you buy them at the stores here at the hardware store here, uh, they're like 70% HCL. So this, this should have burned a hole through the floor. Um, okay. Well, see, this is, now this is another thing too. Okay. I'm glad y Yanni brought this up. Okay. I was talking earlier today about creating pocket groups and having like a, um, like a brain thing where everybody can, you know, get together and brainstorm and, and if, and if you access to different groups, like have zoom meetings where each group talks to each other about different things that they're discovering. This is where everybody can get up to speed. Let's say one per, one group is working on growing things and they make some discoveries or some and, and they learn some things. Another one's working on technology. Another one's working on data. Another everyone now shares this information that they're all developing at the same time. Now everybody has this information and everybody's up to speed, right? So Yanni's talking about he cannot find. Any more than 30%. So if he's connected to other groups, he can contact us, say, people in the US or Canada. Hey, can you guys get XYZ? Ship it over. Okay. Ship it over as whatever you want to call it. I'll leave that up to you how you manage that, that ordeal. But um, again, this is something there might be things in where he's living that I may need or he can get for me. And again, vice versa. This way we can supply each other as well. I'm always looking for um, um, those stunners, right? They got these 100 million volt stunners or whatever. They're not putting out 100 million volts. Well, if you're going to buy a stunner, the stunner should be me measured in joules, not voltage. Voltage means nothing. It's the joules that you want. The higher the joules, the more kick it has. See, here in Canada, we can't get them. I, I do own a couple, but you're not supposed to. But anyway, see, these are things that everybody can help each other with. <laughs> you know, hey, can you get this? I What do you need? Oh, I got. I can get that here, you know, vice versa. So you know, I got friends of mine down in Arizona. They can't get a certain colostrum, which I can get here. So we barter. <laughs> I need this. You need that. You know, and it works. These are things, again, um, you know, there you go. So, and that's another thing too. Okay, Yanni can show you guys how to open up a a, a, a business, maybe in other countries where now you're allowed to export or import those things from your company. 
See, these, these are things that we all need to know to do. So when this shit hits the fan, we're already, uh, we're already got everything engaged, ready, ready to go, rock and roll, strut and stroll, and here, and boom, it's there, you know. And like I said, the more groups that we connect with, and the more we promote each other's groups or other people, okay, the more credibility everyone gives everybody. Again, that's also going to draw people to you and to your group. Like I said, I got up there in the about section. You see all the people that I'm promoting or I'm uh, advocating because they're all doing something that is that is good. That can help any one of you. So that's what's got to be done. This bullshit about uh, competing. Competition is good if it's in, done in a friendly way where you're trying to stimulate, you know, uh, ideas. Uh, so um, we have to realize that um, if we collaborate rather than compete, we evolve a lot faster and a lot better. Tell you how much vitamin B to take with vitamin A for adrenal exhaustion. Usually take B5 at about 500 grams and retinal palmitate at 10,000 to 20,000 I use, usually. That's, and again, do that a couple times a day. And before you know it, you'll have a red S on your chest, blue underwear, leap tall buildings, bolts will bounce off, you know, call you super henna. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's going on here now? Uh, let's see. Is this the one that, um, see what we got here. So I'll take a look at something real quick here. Okay. What we got here? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that Dave sent that to me. I, um, I wasn't, I didn't have enough time. I, I could actually post it on tonight's on the, on the link when I send it out. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that? Eric, you take a look at that real slow and look where the charge starts. It starts from his feet and goes up through his body. He was, I mean, that's, he was hit. He was definitely targeted. And I was looking at it, I had to look at it twice. And the second time I seen it, it, it there was, because you, you catch the spark up at the top left. But if you look down instead of up, you'll see it initiate there, you know. Okay, sounds good. And then send me a copy and I'll post it. Um, yeah, that I looked at that. So, okay, that's the ground. Okay. The other thing too, how many of you are feeling like fire, like a spark kind of feeling in your shins and your calves and your feet? How many are you feeling that? That's because the earth below you is now being charged. They fire these damn frequencies at nighttime. Uh, and I noticed that because uh, I'm up all night, and usually between 4.30 and 5 o'clock, they uh, increase the effect of this. Tony, what is your take on 9-millimeter PCP air guns for self-defense? Those put out more jewels than firearms. Look, if you can get something like that to protect you, I'm not going to discourage you. You get whatever you need because I don't live in your environment. I live in my environment. And I grew up in a ghetto. So I understand 
environments can be different. If that works for you, the only thing I wouldn't do is I wouldn't advertise that you got something like that. But if you do, if um, um, they take away your assault rifles, then I mean I wouldn't I I would encourage you to make a rail gun, high powered magnetic gun. Those are usually those usually shoot just as fast and just as far or farther than some of the assault rifles, and some of them will go even through buildings if you got enough magnetic force behind them. So, um, um, I would encourage you to defend yourself or have the means of defending yourself any way you see fit. You know. Now, I was in Arizona. One of the things I liked about the state of Arizona is the right to carry. You can carry your gun. You can put it on the car hood. You can carry it on your on your ass anywhere you wanted to. Their crime rate was pretty low because <laughs> everybody had a gun, <laughs> so nobody was gonna nobody was gonna do anything. Uh, the um, you know, yeah, I I'm not I'm not one for. Um, Regulating defense, to be honest with you, you know, you had a bazooka, knock yourself out. That's the way I look at it. The way I, the way I see it, and again, I'm not trying to start a civil war or nothing, but the way I see it, we've had a rogue government for, for over three years lie to us, screw us over, violated us, experimented, exploited us, caused new damage on our economic way of life and and we've seen here in canada oh canada where horses were trampling upon citizens just because they exercised their right to protest so if the government is allowing the militia call it a police force if you want to but the militia to abuse its citizens then I think a citizen has every right to have the means of defense, no matter how they see fit. If you can get a 50 caliber, hey, knock yourself out. Again, don't advertise it. Things like that need to be only known when the situation should arise. And then you dispose the waste in an in a appropriate way. <laughs> you know, that's how I look at things. Again, it's not about starting something. It's about maintaining uh, safety. You know, I don't believe anybody should um, be subjected to a, our, these governments that we have to. I mean, I'm not a Trumper and I'm not a Biden guy. I'm not a Trudeau, especially not a Trudeau. And I don't believe in Paula Bear either. I think they're all full of shit, all of them. But when I see a president of the United States of America deliberately at a high rate deliver a bioweapon to his own people you know and kill his own people i think those people have every right to be on the defense and have any means of defense necessary to keep their safety that's my thinking same here in canada we got a moron running uh, a, 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 a I don't know what the frick you call it, a genetic anomaly in Ottawa destroying Canadians' lives here. You know, 
Unfortunately, the apathy has overtaken most Canadians. Uh, unfortunately, those of us who are awake and see things, yeah, the, the, uh, a lot are collaborating together, seeing the seeing, and you should hear the you should hear some of the things I hear from some of these Canadians that I talk with that are awake. Mm, they make they make some Americans seem tame, but they all have the same objective. They are not going to take the shit anymore from the government. If and if they are assaulted, they will assault back. A lot of them will do this now. We're no longer living in the days of civility and proper governance. And that's only going to come among the people who are awake. These people who are apathetically uh, uh, unconscious here, they're never going to wake up, not at this stage. And if they're still putting on a mask and still believing the bullshit that the governments are propagating, then they're, they're beyond gone. Don't even waste your time on them. If someone reaches out for help, do what you can. If they have taken the kill switch, not much you can do. Pray for them. Pray that they find some kind of peace. That's about it at this point. You know, especially if they've taken the third one. If they've taken the third one, first one, it may be a saline solution. And even if they did give them a shot with the first one, chances are they could probably, through proper supplementation, and some medications should be able to uh, sustain. If they've taken the second one, that's when it becomes a little iffy because now that one will kill off the immune system. The third one, done. Even Pfizer says after the third one, there's no return. Uh, yeah, we've got over here people taking five. You know, you can't, you, you can't. You can't find this kind of stupid, not normally. But the one thing this has done, <laughs> one thing this has done, the stupid have come out of the woodwork. You know. <laughs> you know. So if they think if they got fourth and fifth in them, then I'd have to assume that the first one or two were just placebo. Because a lot of people were dropping dead just on the second one and the first one. They took a shot. Remember in the beginning, the nurse that was on television, she took the shot. She came out there, oh, yeah, it's a good thing. We need to do this. We need. And she fainted, went into a spasm, and then she died eight hours later. That was the first one. Second one, people were shaking and rattling. You know, they're... they're, they're Central nervous system was wired the wrong way. They were experimenting the whole time. And you have to understand, if they were firing these frequencies at the same time these people were getting the jabs, a lot of them were dropping dead just by activation alone. Again, that was all experimental. Let's see what happens if we turn this knob. <laughs> oh. 5,000 people die. Wow. Just with that little knob. So like I said, nobody should be trusting any government. I don't give a shit what country you live in. I don't care if it's a communist country, a, a socialist country, a capitalist country. Don't trust any of them. Don't let the government do the thinking for you either. You know. Hey, Tony, what's a good laundry detergent that formula that works? Why don't you make your own? All you need is borax, um, that lye soap, 
baking soda, and if you want to add essential oil to it or whatever, or add trisodium phosphate to it, make your own soap. There's all kinds of recipes on uh, on uh, you. You can make a five gallon bucket of detergent for probably under a buck. That's very effective. No shit in it. It's got borax, which is a, a bleaching agent. You've got baking soda, which is a salt. You've got uh, the soap itself. Then you got, if you want to put trisodium phosphate to it, that'll add as act as a uh, removing of, of oil and fat. You know, doesn't take much. We were actually going to do a video on it years ago, but we never got around to it. But it's super easy to make. It takes you, it takes you about five minutes to make, and then you got to wait a day to, to complete it. Okay, you use, you use the ivory bar soap. Okay. Uh, the formula I saw had that yellow soap, that lye soap or whatever it's called, you know, and, but yeah, that should work too. You know, something simple. It's, you know, something simple like that. Yeah. And if you want to add a degreasing agent to it, add trisodium phosphate to it. And now if you got, you say you got oil spilt on your shirt, it should take it off, you know, or even if you take a little bit, if you make the stuff liquid and you rub it in, let it sit, it'll take it out. So, you know, um, and again, it costs you, okay, to buy everything might cost you maybe six, seven bucks, 10 bucks, but to actually make a five, ga five gallon amount of this stuff is probably going to cost you probably under a dollar, under a dollar. You can even get a straight glycerin soap even, you know, put it in there, uh, but yeah, it costs you under a buck. Um, so, and again, that's five gallons. That's five gallons. You know, so the, um, you have options there. You do have options. So anyway, tonight we're talking about a lot of different things as far as, again, awareness. You know, start thinking what I'm talking about in regarding to making groups, you know, pockets. Let's call them pockets or uh nodes or whatever you want to call them where you got anywhere from anywhere from eight to 12 people in the group you know and then branch off to make other groups and have them you know and everyone being all over and being connected you know even if it's just through snail mail being connected because like i said what well, what's come down the pipe if everybody's looking at doing different things different types of disciplines that takes a load off of one person trying to figure it all out and if everybody's working together in, in some sort of uh, collaboration, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what you'd achieve. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, start one in your area, Hannah. I know that's kind of difficult where you are at because, again, you're not bulletproof, and I get that. Um, but, uh, well, you know what? One of the ways to get started is to open up a WordPress or some kind of blog site and talk about, just start talking about things, start attracting people. Okay, like Mark Passel was saying, a lot of you should be doing what I'm doing, making radio shows, podcasts, blogs. Start talking about this shit that we're dealing with. The end of the world as we know it. Start talking about any topic, a variety of topics you can touch on. 
you know, food, food poisoning, food shortages, uh, synthetic food shortages, power grids, you know, failing economics, money, whatever you're most interested in, produce something, put it out there, you know, have other people also share what, what okay, you see what I got up there. There's four, four people up there, five of us total. Everybody up there is sharing everybody else's information. Okay, creating a platform so that every, everybody can now help everybody reach whoever. Okay, that's how it should be done. Okay, like I said, it's not about it's not about competition. It's about collaboration. Okay, we're all working at the same objective, just doing it differently. That's all. Uh, okay, well, okay, don't call it a cell then. You call it a Call it a, 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 a gathering, an association, you know, communist. Because <laughs> technically that's what we're doing. We're forming a community. I got friends of mine in the state that don't like the word communist. They think, oh, no, that's a, they are thinking red, you know, red China and Soviet Union. But the word communist, really, is that's how the early church began. They were a type of communist. They all got, get together, they all pooled their resources, they paid everybody else's debt, they bought land, and they isolated themselves from the world. They were in the world, they associated, but they had their own private environment. You know, so like I said, you know, whatever you want to call it. My point here is that if everyone starts, okay, you're down in Sydney. Let's say you get eight people in Sydney or 10 people in Sydney, you get together and you guys decide you wanted to work on something, say some kind of frequency blocking technology or some kind of whatever, you know, a better cell phone system or whatever, or fuel or uh, power or whatever you wanted to do. And you started talking about this and these guys start working together as a, as a group, as an association, you know, as a community. And let's say I'm connected to your community. And I give you a bop on the, on the Zoom. Say, hey, what are you up to? Say, well, we're developing this. I say, oh, good, we're developing that. And we exchange. Again, this gives everybody ideas. You have no idea. I have a buddy of mine in Croatia. And we're working on the triangle. And we're working on different ideas together. He pissed me off because he had better ideas than I did. <laughs> They said, Tease one, this pisses me off. You got this idea. He says, Well, you know, you can't figure out everything. I said, I know, but I should have got that one. See, that's a collaboration, not not a competition, but a again, we're collaborating and we're moving forward in developing a tech. That's how it should be done. You know, that's how they you know, just start it off. Okay, where you live? Start it off. You know, and again, see where it takes you. Don't get discouraged because it takes a while. Because you have to understand as well, people have been screwed with, have been, you know, have been mind fucked for a long time. So they're not going to be as quick to join the ranks because they don't want to be, they don't want to get hooked into something. 
Okay, they're, they're scared. A lot of them are scared. And not everybody has a backbone. You know, some of us have more, more than others, obviously. But it's it, until they get comfortable and until they get equipped with knowledge, until they get equipped with discernment where they can see things, you know, even people that have discernment don't always see everything. I don't always see everything. I've had actually people in our group tell you, hey, did you see this? Oh, I didn't see that. You know, today, Yanni was uh, sharing something with me about that Bromelain article that I didn't catch that he caught. And I said, well, let me take a look at this. So I looked at it again. I said, well, uh, how I was interpreting it wasn't correct. So he, he was correct. Yanni was correct. So anyway... Uh, but that's what I mean. And there's also safety in this. Because, again, not everybody sees everything. So, you know, Fiona, a couple months ago, we were looking at a map, and she saw something I didn't see. I didn't even see. I didn't even know it was there. But see, again, check and balance kind of thing. So everybody is, it's good that you're in a group that way, too, so you don't miss something or you overlook something. Well, that's that's they have to over they have to hijack God's creation. They're dumb, you know. They're dumb. I was watching something yesterday. Somebody sent me, and the golden cow is out there again. I couldn't believe it. I said, "Are you effing kidding me? This shit again?" And this is and this is being brought on by the by the Zionists from those those times of Moses. It's, ins it's insane. It's totally insane. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. In lieu of that, we can all, all share one another out the podcast. That's true. You know, and you, okay, I just played, I played uh, 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 Mel Be the Light and uh, Free Medicate, the uh, video. That's their work. Okay, that's what they were doing. So again, um, I'm not getting any credit for that. That's the only thing I did. Was all I did was present their work to you. So you see that other people are also active, looking at things, looking at things that you may not ever thought of looking at to give you ideas so that you start looking at it. Okay, so like I said, you, this is another platform. But again, start other platforms. The more that we can get out there in regarding to groups and pockets of groups, the better, the, the, the more cred credibility information may have. The reason why they're winning, the reason why the evil of this planet is winning, because they're organized. They're organized and there's, and they, okay, you ever see the YouTube videos where they're showing you a news broadcast? And everybody in every news station is saying the exact same thing. Tonight, President Obama. Tonight, President Obama. Tonight, President Obama. Tonight, President Obama. No. They all are saying the same shit. You know. Uh, so, the reason why they can get this message to the masses is because... The masses is all they're hearing is the same shit being propagated on every network. They're organized. They have these different pockets all over the place called networks. And the networks are all saying the same thing. So if, if the same thing was being done 
with legitimate people doing legitimate work. And everyone starts sharing that work and forming pockets. And more and more of these pockets pop up. People will then start to look at what's going on and say, wait a minute, let's check this out. And they start seeing more people saying the same thing. Again, there it has a reinforcing effect. Now, the one thing I want to also mention today, real quickly, you all heard of Snopes. Snopes is supposed to be some sort of um, internet verifier of facts and fiction. Well, I got news for you. Snopes is also fiction. He was exposed about 20 years ago as some guy in an apartment in California that would write shit about things he had no knowledge about and say things weren't true that were true. So when you see things like that on the internet that's being verified by you know an institution or a group, that, again, you verify it. Okay, you verify it. Because a lot of these places that are verifying the fiction, a lot of these are bots. A lot of these are uh, programs are running to discredit any truth out there. Remember, there's the bullshit is pretty thick these days. Okay, and so you, again, don't rely on these, these so-called experts. Because the majority of these experts are being paid by government officials or corporations to discredit or disrepute anybody who's telling the truth. You know. When, uh, when you see a lot of people saying something is true, something is true, something, or everyone's saying this is true, this is true, this is true, you may want to take a look. Sorry, Tony, I know you like five years ago. I know you, I know you like, okay, I started the, to be targeted here, in, but in Calgary, became a war zone. There's no way to create anything against it or do anything there. Well, that may be true. That may be true unless you're underground and heavily shielded. That may be true. But that means you may have to leave, leave the area. Go somewhere where you don't have so much tech. You got to remember, Calgary's got, what, about a million people there, a million and a half. I'm not sure what the population is there anymore, but you got towers up to Wazoo there. I'm in a town in Windsor, Ontario. We only have uh, maybe a... 180,000 people here. They got towers everywhere. I got a tower three blocks away from me. You know, we're getting hit with frequent, uh, uh, 6G frequency every every morning at, at 4.30 in the morning. The floor I walk on is charged. I have to put aluminum on the ground and rubber on top of that in order to break up the uh, the, the, the frequency. Uh, currently, the, the dusk sky in my area has a strong lavender purple hue to it. Uh, very odd. Uh, purple hue, that would be manganese. That's manganese dust uh, in the air. Usually you see red, that's lithium. But if it's like a lavender purplish kind of color, purplish blue or purplish, that's usually manganese. Manganese causes mad cow disease. That's what that usually uh, is a sign of. Totally clock all day, so this is, uh, uh, isn't my sunset. No, no. No, I when I was when I lived in London, I saw that too. Every night, we had this like purple purple haze, you know, purple haze all in my head. You know, excuse me while I kiss the sky. That's I used to see that all the time too. That's usually a manganese. Uh, where to go? For example, well, you know what you do. 
you get yourself an RF meter. And I'll tell you how to go about using an RF meter. You contact Fire Medic 8. Or better yet, go watch his videos. And when you go to find someplace, you take a meter with you. And you take a reading of the neighborhood you're going into. If the meter is being tapped, forget it. Move on. That's how I'm going to be looking at places from now on. I got four meters. Uh, I got two two that read an RF. I'm going to have to buy that meter that uh, Fire Medic has. And then when I'm ready to move into the jungles, make sure there's nothing there. Well, of course they're loading the population. What? You know, of course they're doing that. They've been loading us up for how many decades? <laughs> they never do anything in small amounts. Everything's extreme. We're, make, we're going to make sure we wipe out that town of London, Ontario down there. They got about 400, 500,000 people. Hmm. We're bound to hit something. <laughs> you know. So what should we do? Take a magnesium supplement? Well, I mean, if you have if you have that shit in the sky, I probably wouldn't bother with manganese. I'd probably take something that will help pull that out of you. Uh Magnesium and magnesium defi deficient. Um, is that what you got going on? Because usually you take zinc with manganese, and that works on the um, mitochondria support. It also helps regulate insulin and sugar. But then the manganese should be on the low end, no more than 10 milligrams. Um, the If that's in the air... And that's at dusk every night. Then you might want to be taking some kind of a your favorite chelating agent that you talked to me about the other day, the, the one that tastes like shit. <laughs> that will pull it out. <laughs> uh, if you're low and then you're going to have to take it, uh, I'm not getting feisty. No, <laughs> where am I getting feisty? <laughs> I think you better lay off the brandy. <laughs> the, um, uh, I'm, <laughs> Schwartz to argue with me on my show. <laughs> oh, Jesus, coming down to a point. All right, listen, I got to let you go because we're going to be shutting it down. We'll have to continue the conversation. Uh, uh, yeah, I, like I said, contact, go on, go on BitChute, type in Fire Medic 8. Watch his videos, contact him. He can give you a hand and he can show you the meter and all that stuff. All right. I got to let you go because we're going to run out of time and this thing's going to kick me out. So I always say at the end of these shows, read the gospel, read the gospels, stick with the gospels, not those TV evangelists, evangelists and all the other bullshit. Okay. Read the gospels, read what Jesus had to say. Read, look at the book of Revelations. Again, that's where the interdimensional war is coming in. So be prepared. Get prepared, get prepared, get prepared. Form those pocket groups, you know. Um, and as I always say at the end of these shows, we're still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So until the next segment, to your health, take care. The next show should be Monday, 6 o'clock at night. So take care. <laughs>